Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to kind of dig deep into uh, Israel and Palestine, kind of that whole Canaan region. If you've studied a little bit of history, you'll kind of make sense of it. We're going to see who's been there, who's been chased out, who came back, and kind of how many hundreds of times they did it. The uh, if you look at it from the religious perspective, the uh, Jewish people were not exactly prone to doing God's will, and so they ended up getting into a little trouble over and over again. Yeah, so yeah, kind of got mean, a little speaking, hairy. Yeah, speaking bi- biblically, that was kind of their go-to for the whole Old Testament was <laughs> I, was was making making God mad, God getting them. Letting them wander around uh, like an idiot. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, I think that is the whole kind of parent thing of like, oh, yeah, you don't want to do what you're told. All right. You figure it out. See what happens. Mm -hmm. Because that's really the only way kids learn. Right. Right. But it's been going on since the beginning of beginnings of human history. And I don't think many of us have learned. I mean, how many times are you banging your head against the wall, Kevin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. I, I still do that. I'm in my 40s and I'm still uh, <laughs> still doing stupid, retarded things. All right. But now, what are you going to do? I, I know, you know, we talk about survival prepping, but I got to say these wars, things going on here do kind of affect everybody. And at least it affects your budget, right? Your tax dollars are are fighting endless wars. But I feel like our government, it doesn't matter where it is or what it is, we'll just throw money at it. Cause we're like, we got to build weapons. Cause my friends, they build weapons. And if right. we don't buy them, who will? Right. 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 And, uh, who's going to, who's going to donate millions of dollars to my campaign. If, exactly. Uh, if, if, if they're not making money. 
Exactly. So that's how it goes. So let's kind of dig down uh, and jump into it, I guess. So anyway, basically, the Palestinian people and the Muslim religion and the Israeli and Jewish people religion um, all kind of trace back. They all claim that they come, they're descendants of Abraham. Right. And, and they go way back. Uh, they actually, it's Abraham had uh, a little quick history. The, the story was Abraham was married to Sarah and Sarah could not get pregnant for forever. So, and forever, I mean, hundreds of years. And yeah, when you're right. over a hundred, you're like, you know, I'm getting you old. Usually, don't get pregnant when you're over a hundred. Uh, yeah, that, that that's like a general rule, right? You just mm-hmm. don't have the same pep in your step that you do when you're uh, in your twenties. So mm-hmm. anyway, so he ends up getting a uh, they call it a, a maid servant in the Bible, and right. or actually, it's one of Sarah's maid servants, I believe. That mm-hmm. you know, they help Sarah. And therefore, hey, I can't do my job. You know, uh, Abraham needs to have an heir. So we need to work that out. So she has a son, uh, the maidservant. Uh, her name is Hagar. And right. has a son, Ishmael. Now, later, God is like, no, you know what? You're going to have a, uh, a child with Sarah. And they get into that whole thing. And that becomes Isaac. Right. Now, the Jews claim history up to Isaac and then mm-hmm. Abraham. And that's the line of David. And that's when people think of the Jewish people, they're thinking of that line of David and David is a descendant of, and then Jesus is a descendant of the line of David is the, the biblical, you know, thing there we can get into whether, well, if it was God, then is it really even connected to Joseph? That, right. That's you know, when whole- they, they trace the, the ancestry back, they go from Joseph. But right. I mean, that's not right. really Joseph didn't was, get married pregnant right? with Jesus. Yeah. And we're going back to the whole Hagar thing and who, you know, right. Exactly. So, and then the Muslim religion uh, claims back to uh, Ishmael. However, I do have to point out that the Muslim religion, it ended up being about 1900 years later that Muhammad came Mm -hmm. and they, you know, started the Muslim religion. I'm just saying the people trace back to Ishmael, if that makes sense. All right. So we're kind of jump in here. So 1300 BC, that's a long time ago. That's when Moses is in Egypt. Right now, don't worry, we're going to get modern pretty quick. I just need about 10 minutes here to lay out a foundation. So if you're like, well, I didn't come here to learn about the Bible and then that's all right. We're going to get you there. Kevin has all kinds of good stuff for you, but you've seen the Disney movie and you know, if Disney movies are made, then um, it must be true. Right. That's how it works. Just like Pinocchio and all Mm -hmm. right. True story. Right. So Prince of Egypt and, uh, they yeah moses and he's in egypt and god tells him you know go uh go settle and you're gonna have your own land and so they're going for the land of canaan is where god told them to go in the bible Mm -hmm. now it's canaan is that whole middle eastern um sorry region 
where it basically includes Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, West Bank, Gaza, basically that whole region. Like think country versus state and Israel just being like a state for those of you who uh, don't really follow geography and, you know, yeah. the world. Um, but anyway, so trying to sort out so I can see what's going on. The uh, They basically, Moses starts heading there. That's around 1300. A uh, thousand BC, they actually kind of get Joshua goes to Jerusalem area and the kingdom of David. There's the whole 12 tribes of Judah. Right. Uh, the kingdom of David is established. That's a thousand BCE. Um, the temple, the first temple, uh, you know, you see that whole uh, Dome of the Rock thing going on. Mm-hmm. That it, It's not that same one. You're, you're going to hear that it kind of gets destroyed a few times. Yeah. Um, that gets built around 957 or actually in 957 BCE. Okay. Kingdom of Judah established 586. The Babylonians come and in, in this BC still 586 BC, the Babylonians conquer and destroy the temple and they conquer the people and throw them out. So they end up leaving the whole Jerusalem area. 515, they're back. Second temple is built and they're basically pretty content for 500 years. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but we'll just keep things moving. 63 BC uh, in Rome, uh, Pompey, you know him as the emperor, but at the time, 63 BCE was a uh, general. He decided, you know what? I want that area. He goes over, takes, uh, takes care of that whole Judea area. Obviously not called Israel at the time, but we'll say Jerusalem. Um, And it became a state of the Roman Empire. And this is 63 BCE. And technically, yeah, all right, that was a state. Um, Now we're in AD here, 130, the Jews revolt against Rome. And when they do that, they kind of basically fight a war for six years and against Rome. And it turns out the Jewish people didn't win. Um, they, they don't have a big history of uh, coming up aces, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so 136, as an insult to the Jewish people, they rename it Palestine. Oh, you're seeing a, a play here? So we're mm-hmm. 1,300 years later, it gets named Palestine. And it basically means conquered. Right. And so it was kind of supposed to be like an insult to the, the Jewish people. Like, yeah, we got you. You know, and I mean, obviously, if you're the one doing the conquering, then that's kind of a victorious name and and where that would come from. Right. That would be a more positive thing. Um, Basically, about 636, the Arabs take over. However, the uh, the mighty uh, Christian armies of the Catholic Church roll in between like 1099 and 1291 with the Crusades. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to expand on with the Crusades? Do you have any? Uh... No, go ahead. No, keep moving. All keep right. Moving. All right. 1291, Mamluk 
rule. Uh, that's a Muslim uh, people here. Oh, and six Muhammad comes. Do you have the date? It's 600 and something AD. Six, right. 30 somewhere. No, I don't have the exact date. I think it's 666 something. Right. I, I thought I started written it down. I don't yeah. know. I, I dropped the and, ball. Right. That starts but, starts converting a lot of the Arab people. Right. Who were multiple religions at this point. Right. But again, we're still going back to Abraham. So these are all genetically the same people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, obviously deviations, right? I guess genetically, we can all go back to Adam and Eve if you're going to look at it like that, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're taking Bible history uh, as the uh, the word of the day here. All right. So the Jewish land ownership was, um, oh, in 1517, the Ottoman Empire, which again, Muslim people mm-hmm. took over. Uh, Jewish land ownership was forbidden at that time. And they would actually like broker deals kind of like today where, you know, they would like Muslim people would own the land, but they would lease it and kind of let you own it if you were Jewish. And, you know, it, it was some shadiness going on. 1897, the Zionist movement trying to create a Jewish state. You had something you wanted to go into on that, Kevin? Yeah, I mean we can we can talk right. about that. Let's just um, say I brought you up to speed. We're we're at 1897. We'll call it modern history. Yeah. And Theodore Theodore got? Herschel. He's the, he's okay. a, a big name in this. So he was basically, you know, Zionism had been going on for a long time. Zionism is is basically um a national movement um national movement to establish a homeland for the Jewish people in Palestine. Um that had been going on since the early 1800s. Um, they had the first, uh, Zionist Congress in Switzerland in August in 1897. So this is pre-World War One. Um, now what was going on in Europe before night, uh, before World War One was, uh, Western Europe was, they were okay with the Jews. You know what I mean? They, there was still some stuff going on that wasn't great. You know, it wasn't great to be Jewish in in Western Europe, but it was really not great to be Jewish in Eastern Europe. They, uh, I mean, they had like multiple pogroms and pogrom is is basically a state sponsored or at least the state didn't do anything to stop them. People would be like, oh, a a disease broke out. It must be be those those evil Jews that are are using black magic because they're not getting sick. Yeah, because they they were separate from everybody else and they actually like cleaned themselves and like washed and things like that, which most Europeans weren't really into, well, but you know, they, you they, know, white anything, people. yeah, anything bad that happened, it was the Jews fault. And so they just go and, and smash babies heads in and, and rape women and, and, you know, kill kids in front of their parents and then kill the parents and just awful, awful shit all the time. You know, your house is now my house. Get the fuck out of here. You know, that sort of shit. That was just a pretty common thing. So people in, in America had a history of something like that. It, well, against Jewish people, but <clears throat> wasn't there somebody else that we? There's, yeah, there are a couple of Native Americans, oh, oh, black right. people. There's the whole bunch. Right, of got stuff. distracted. Yeah. All right, yeah. But um, yeah, it was not great to be Jewish in in Eastern Europe. It it happened a lot. You know, these things happen a lot, a lot, like a lot, like you know, multiple times a year in different cities, especially Russia. Um. So 
they're like, listen, we can't, we got to stop living with these these people. We got to find our own spot. And they looked around a little bit. Pretty much, they settled on on Palestine pretty quickly. But that was, I mean, the the motto was a land without a people for a people without a land. The problem was it wasn't really a land without a people. There are already people living there. You know, a lot of Arabs, uh, a couple of Christians, and a couple of Jews were already there. Um, so <clears throat> the first Zionist con- uh, Congress, um, it was covered by the press internationally pretty big. And this public- uh, publicity inspired the forgery of, of the anti-Semitic, the Protocols of Zion, which mm-hmm. um, or the Elders of Zion, which was really just made up. It was just somebody wrote all that shit. It wasn't anything related to anything real. But, you know, people hated Jews. So, I mean, they bought it. You know, they're like, oh, look at this. They're trying to take over the world. It's a big global cabal. Right. Yep. So, so World War I starts up. And if you've studied anything about World War I, it was awful. You know, everybody was dying. Millions of people, you know, 30, 40,000 people a day being killed in these in these wars uh, all over the place and israel was or um sorry england was like really fucked you know they had no money they had no money left they spent it all on bombs you know they were trying to get alliances anywhere they could so it was um it was basically uh france england and russia against uh germany and, uh, you know, the Ottoman Empire got in there and uh, they came in in the side of Germany during the First World War. So. Uh, uh, so the, they were trying to get anybody they could to, like, take on their side. So they promised Arabs, Arab tribes in the Ottoman Empire that after the Ottoman Empire collapsed after the war, they would get all this land over here. Well, yeah, no, you're let me just stop you just a, a second. 1917, a little bit earlier, we're going back probably about 10 years, 15 years, they had the Balfour Declaration. Right, I'm getting up to that, yeah. All right, but that was actually a little bit before, and then they were like, ooh, the Muslims right. Well, during like the First we World need War those guys. in 1914, okay. they were promising well, that land to everybody, France, right. Uh, right. The, the Arab population, um, England was, was taking a big portion of it, but also... They promised it to the Jews. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of rich uh, Jewish banking families that they borrowed a lot of money from. And they kept borrowing money from them because they were going to give them, you know, a big strip of land in the Middle East. So the Balfour Declaration was a public statement issued by the British government during the First World War, November 1917, announcing support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine. So... So the war ends, and uh, they're like, yeah, everybody gets everything. Everybody gets all this land. Yeah. So France gets basically Lebanon, which the southern portion of this at that time was Palestine, right? The Arabs get the Middle East there, all of it, and the Jews get Palestine. So basically they had made a bunch of promises to everybody that they would give them whatever they wanted, and, and they just – told everybody yeah. that they're going to give them the same piece of land. Right. Well, Palestine, as far as I understand it, and you can correct me here, Israel, Jordan, Syria, 
kind of West Bank, all that. That was all that whole area was right. Palestine. Was the idea right? the The map that you see right now of that area is not at all right. what it was before today, the First yeah. World War. Right. They re- redrew all the lines, right. like regardless of who lived where and and all that sort of right. stuff. And just and said, Jordan was the place, now, Jordan border now. Was not a place. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was over and over again. It it kind of. Uh, that's just a whole mess when we get into that. But yeah, so it didn't really. I mean, a few Jews moved down to uh, to Israel, but it wasn't you know Palestine. I should say it wasn't Israel at the time. And but most of the people in Western Europe, most of the Jews were like, "Well, I'm a Frenchman. I'm an Englishman. I'm right. I'm Jewish, but I you know I'm part of this. I don't need a different country. You know, it wasn't really that awful." to be living in, in England or in, uh, in France or anywhere in Western Europe wasn't really that awful to be Jewish. I mean, yeah, people did shitty things and people said shitty things. And there are a couple of issues here and there where anti anti-Semitic stuff flared up. Um, but, but ultimately it was the Holocaust that started, you know, that, that was the negative. So there was out, a little negativity yeah, towards turns out after World War II, people started figuring out, uh, you know, really people didn't know that this was happening until after the war. And they started coming across these camps yeah, and all the ashes of, of dead bodies then you know, starved people and people. <laughs> I mean, you've seen the pictures of them like skin and yeah. bones, like really those are the people that managed to survive, you know? Yeah. Millions of Jews were killed. Millions of I mean, it was Jews, but it was also Slavs and and uh, uh, people with mental handicaps. It was um, gypsies. Uh, There weren't a whole lot of Africans there. Uh, There were a lot less Africans there in Europe after World War Two. They basically killed everybody that wasn't white European living in in Europe at that time. If you don't look like me, I mean, come on. You know what I mean? weird so yeah so they basically uh basically a lot of people started moving down to israel after this they're like oh this did not work out well for us and we're not going to wait around for it to happen you know this uh a third time around a second time around yeah um so on on may in may uh, may 14th 1948 that was the establishment the state of israel was established marking the end of british rule in palestine they had their own country now. And this uh, pissed everybody off. So that was the, the first Arab-Israeli war was in 1948. And basically what happened was a bunch of uh, small Arab uh, armies in Palestine started attacking Jewish settlements. Um, then everybody like decided to like, join in. Uh, so Lebanon sent an army down, Syria sent an army in, right. Iraq sent an army in, Egypt sent an army in, uh, Saudi Arabia sent an army to be controlled by, you know, e- Egyptian military. Like the and, UN. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work out for anybody. Uh, the Jews ended up winning pretty quickly. Um, they, you know, it was basically surprise attacks, but they pretty quickly turned the offensive around and, and. That's basically where we got the borders that we have today. They pushed right. uh, Palestinians into certain sections of the country. Um, you've got guys on the West Bank right now. Um, pretty familiar with that. The West Bank is the West Bank of the, the Dead Sea. Is that right? Um, and then, I think or is it the Jordan? 
No, yeah. you're right. It is the Dead Sea. And so that's... um, It is the Jordan so River. The, so, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes all along. It's the Jordan yeah. River and the Dead Sea's at the end of that. Right. So the 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 um the West Bank is actually in eastern Israel. It might confuse you saying West Bank. It's actually eastern Israel. It's the West Bank of the Jordan River. Well, if you just right. turn it over, east is on the other side is, I think, how it works. Yeah. But there you go. <laughs> so... So that's basically what happened there to get the uh, to get the state we're in right now. Um, the people that lived in Israel were basically pushed out. And there were a lot of conflicts as the Jews started moving into Israel uh, in 1918, 1919, 1920. There was only about eight, 10, eight to 10 percent of the population, you know, okay. the, the mass, the most of the population was actually Palestinians, Arabs, right. uh, Muslims, um, you know, different groups. Here and they lived there for centuries, you know, right. they were living in the same house in the same land that their great grandparents right. had lived on. And, uh, you know, how long does it take to establish residency? How long does, does it take to establish like a people, you know, what does it, a people mean, you oh. know? So, Everybody's got their hands in the and same just because you're somewhere, does it actually entitle you to the land? Like the mm -hmm. Indians, right? They were here first. Is this all theirs? Yeah. Uh, uh, see, I made you think there for a second. Or not really? Well, I mean, but it's really just now, how many, who kills the most people. Right, really there you go. Now you're forever, understanding right? how the world works. Yeah, that's, that's been that's going it. on for, for you know, that's, that's thousands the of years. That's argument, though. Like, you go, well... Yeah, but the Indians, what about the tribes that they kicked out that were there before them? And it kind of is an endless cycle. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and bottom line, it's who's got the biggest guns kind of ends up with the land. I mean, that's now you're probably saying right now, well, well, we're civilized. Mm -hmm. But are we? Are, yeah. Are we really civilized? We, How long have we been civilized? Yeah. I mean, or is that like a new thing? Um. 1939 they actually the british the the arabic people were really unhappy with the whole jewish thing turns out that was the first time that ever happened no i i just took a little liberty there um anyway uh they actually limited immigration to 75,000 a year to that region and they right. wanted it you know just keep it it slow um you had mentioned uh, in the 60s that it kind of established like the borders that we know now. Um, 1964, the PLO, Palestinian Liberation Organization. Do you know this, Kevin? The, the PLO, you have an insight here? No, they, uh, I've heard of them. They, they were calling for the elimination of Israel. Uh, that's kind of actually where that, what is it from the river to the sea, you know, Palestine be free. Right. That, that was kind of their thing. And we actually, they, they actually had a, uh, no peace, no recognition, no negotiation. And that's kind of the theme throughout, you know, and that's, they're always like, Oh, we need peace in the middle East. Well, that's kind of the ongoing like Arabic theme is no peace, no recognition, no negotiation. Yeah. Um, now most most schools in Palestine, yes. Palestinians, they're taught that that whole area is still Palestine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's still their education program in in grade school, middle school, and in, in Palestine. Now, 
Then we can bump up to uh, 1979, Camp David Accord. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one would be, uh, they actually, Camp David, they negotiated a peace accord basically between Egypt and Israel. Mm-hmm. And Egypt said, you know what? As long as we can make our money and America does good things and keeps slipping us cash, we're just good. Right. Like we're going to kind of leave Israel alone and we'll stay out of it. We got our big pyramids and everything. We're giving tours. Mm-hmm. Who knows what gold we're finding underneath? It's yeah. like gold. Everything's working yeah, out. They're super into uh, Christian tourists, but they're not super into Christians like being there and living there. Well, you know what I mean? You can go, I mean, go to Egypt and have a great time being a tourist, but don't try it, and fucking move there. The Christian tourists are fun because you can take them on the camel ride way out in, in the middle of the desert. Right. And then you're like, yeah, it's going to cost you more to get back. Five dollars. That's, that's five dollars. It was a dollar. It's five. Five. If you want to go back, you know, yeah, you got to You got to go just far enough that you can't see anything. You know, you got to go <laughs> over some hills. Right. And get them turned around a little bit, you know, and then, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying you got to keep your options open. Now, at after that, they ended up, uh, th- there's this guy, Yasser Arafat. I've uh, heard of him. You've heard of him. All right. Yeah. So Yasser Arafat, th- there was this president, we'll call him, in 19, in the 80s after Reagan called mm-hmm. George Bush. Now you're mm-hmm. thinking the fun cowboy W. Yeah. Not him. Not that one. Not that guy. Yeah. There's there's another one. The CIA director. The dude was into all sorts of shady shit before uh before he became vice president. There was you know, people always think, oh well, he was the vice president to Reagan, so he must be, you know, Reagan like and, and a great guy. Right. Well, you know, I know people have their opinions on Reagan and they're trying to shape history. I feel like it might be changed and a little slanted in different directions, but whatever. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a story for another day. But what you got to realize is when you have presidents and they're running, they pick a vice president who is the opposite for the party as what they are. Right. So that way if you're a Northerner, you want a Southerner vice president. Yeah. So if you're super conservative libertarian, which is not what I'm saying Reagan is exactly, but uh, if you're conservative, then you want somebody who's kind of the opposite of that to balance out the ticket, right? That's what they say. So that that was George Bush. He was the opposite of Reagan. And he was like, you know what? Let's go hang out with uh, Yasser Arafat. The Jewish people, the prime minister of Israel came out and was like, you know what? We're going to give you tons of stuff. We're going to give you whatever you want. This is later right after. Because the first time they tried to negotiate with Yasser Arafat at Camp David with George Bush, basically they're all chummy and whatever, and nothing came out of it. Right. Then Clinton came along and was like, I'm going to make the deal. This is going to be great. Israel was like, we'll give you everything. We'll give Mm -hmm. you. I mean, it wasn't really everything, but But it it was was like, it was a lot. And Yasser Arafat was like, you know what? How about we just kill you all? And I ain't, I don't want none of it. Yeah. Now I want be, all of it. I want none clear, of your negotiations. Yeah. To be clear, if Yasser Arafat had accepted that deal and went back, 
they'd have hung his ass, man. They were not in any kind of negotiations at all. And he went back and was like, I told them no. Yeah. Well, you kind of yeah. screwed your, yourself there. And yeah, because they whatever. offered all kinds of good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They would be a lot happier at this point. But really, would they be happy? Because, I mean, yeah. it's kind of one of those. Um, all right. 2006 in Palestine, they elect Hamas. Right. As the uh, controlling party in their government. Mm-hmm. Now, just to be clear, real quick, when Yasser Arafat died, yes. uh, some people asked them if they were going to bury um, bury Yasser Arafat in Jerusalem. And the Israelis were basically like, Jerusalem's for, for Jewish kings, not for Arab terrorists. No. And they're just they like, nah, sour, uh... fuck that guy. And that kind of pisses people off. A sour note on it. Yeah. Um, 2008, Israel offered the Gaza Strip back to Palestinians. Um, They were like, nope, we want it all. 2008, Gaza War. Once again, Israel steps up. They they seem to be really pretty good at the whole war thing, I got to say. Yeah, and if you've ever been to Israel, like... Maybe you know Jewish people. Maybe you're like familiar with your your accountant's Jewish or something. You're you know you know some Jewish people that do this or that. Not really the same Jewish people. It's more like hold my machine gun while I take a piss. Jewish people, you know. Let let me put my uh, K bar in my teeth while I. Uh... And you got to remember, I I think really where where uh, the whole Jewish. Uh, superiority when it comes to what I mean, I don't mean Jewish forces are superior to the rest of the world, whatever. What I'm saying is often over and over again in history, they're greatly outnumbered and they still do really well. And I Mm -hmm. think where that comes from is the, uh, where it comes from is the typical, uh, uh, intelligence gathering sorry that's where i'm going intelligence Mm -hmm. israel is like far superior i believe that my own personal opinion opinion would be that uh the um the whole the whole uh intelligence thing all through the United States. I think our Pentagon has information leaking back to the Jewish people. I think our white house might have people in the, uh, yeah, send in the halls. Over. They're sending info over to Israel. I think mm-hmm. they're everywhere. And then another thing that you have to take into account here is, you know, these are the same people. So right, if you're all the same descendants, Arabic or Jewish, it's kind of not that hard to kind of sneak in and, and grow up and be that guy. Right. Um, and like Russia, the Israeli people are, are typically uh, known for, you know, starting out young. Oh, you're really smart and 15 years old. Let's send you over with your family to uh, America. We'll help fund that and get you some papers. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, you're going to need to get that job in politics and uh, you know, Keep us up to date on things. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that applies to France, England, all of Europe, you know, South America, Asia, you know, a lot of those places. So 
So all this intelligence, how come they didn't know about these uh, November 7th attacks? What happened there? Turns out maybe they did. It sounds like they had info about this about a year before about what this plan was. And uh, as that information traveled up the chain of command, it just kind of disappeared. It just kind of went away. So maybe somebody knew about this and we're like, eh, let's, let's pretend we don't know anything about it. There you go. You know, secrets that might be a conspiracy theory, but I've, I've heard it so many times. It feels like, uh, you know, the, the New York times did report on it. And generally speaking, they, they have pretty good sources. Um, but you know, that, that shit happens. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, they keep, you know, these strategic bombing, uh, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we know that this building is filled with all these people. And uh, there's this many people that, you know, shouldn't we don't want to kill. And, you know, it seems very strategic for like an attack. Like, oh, we know there's 37 people in this building. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they just have good ther- thermal, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there have been a lot of uh, suspicious bombings, a lot of su- suspicious terrorist attacks, and and we could talk all day about weird uh, conspiracy theories. And most of them are uh, most of them come out of like anti-Semitic weirdos, like neo Nazis and and shit like that. Uh, some of them are real though. Some of them actually did happen. We're proven to have happened. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of shady shit going on in the Middle East and. Uh, if I were you, I would not go visit. Really? I would huh. I would not go there. You might be like, oh, I want to go to Nazareth and see where Jesus was born. I yes. want to go to Jerusalem. Go to Bethlehem and, and touch the stone. There's yeah. The earth, yeah. And they got this little piece and they're like, you could touch right there. Is the right spot there is where. Out. Yep. yep. That's where all the placenta juice was spilled. And they know this it. somehow. Yeah. Um, I, I found not that throughout history. But yeah, they, yeah they've. They found some some uh, weird shit. Do you know that they actually have the cross that Jesus died on? The very and one. Okay. The, the real one, yeah. I mean, it's split up into pieces now. Like, everybody got, mm-hmm. a, like, a little splitter at their mm-hmm. church, and, you know, it's all Catholic shit. The way they found this, interestingly a lot, was, was interestingly enough, it was uh, during the Crusades, a queen from, can't remember the country she traveled to, uh, went there. And they found some dudes like, I know where they're at, bro. And no. they brought them there. Found four crosses there. Or not, okay. not four, three of them, right? Three. Because there right. are two, there are two the uh, thieves yep. that were crucified yep. next to yep. Jesus on either side, right? Well, because how wait, do they figure the out? Was they had the guy they pardoned. Remember, he's like, I'm going to let that's one right. guy free. Barbarous? Let Jesus Is that go? his name? Yep, yeah, that sounds right. So uh, so how did they figure out which was Jesus' cross and which was the other ones? Well, they killed killed three slaves and okay. nailed them onto the cross. Okay. And the one that came back to life yes. is the real cross. That's the story nailed anyway. It. So they, they brought that sure cross that back tracks, to Europe and but, chopped yeah. it into a bunch of pieces. And everybody's got a little splinter at their church and, and uh, you know, Catholicism. Now- I've in somewhere in the nineties or two thousand, I, I uh, around ninety nine two thousand, I was over in Israel, and uh, 
we went to Haifa or whatever, and and I did the whole Jerusalem tours and you know all that. Climbed some mountains or something, saw the Dead Sea, you know, all these things, horseback riding. Who knows what was happening? But uh, they have all the tours, and you go everywhere. And half of the places at the time were like Muslim owned, and they'd be like, "Oh, this is where you know the the tomb of Jesus, you know, was in yeah. was here." And this is the actual like slab they laid him out on. And these, mm-hmm. this was Muslim owned at the time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, you got cash. We're all about Jesus. Yep. It yeah. right here. Well, Price then, is right. Yeah. Flight Muslims tonight. do respect Jesus as a, as a prophet right? and a it's teacher. A prophet, it's not, right? it, they're Muhammad, not anti-Jesus. Down. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, and you're like, well, Jewish Jesus. I mean, the Jews, they actually, you don't even want to know what they did to Jesus. They, they, you're not even allowed to talk about that according no. to the Catholic oh. Church. There, so <laughs> okay. there's this. We know it. We don't bring yeah, that up. Let's get into this one uh, a little bit. So the the uh, I think it's called a uh, blood libel, right? Okay. And that's justification for Christians to kill uh, Jews, right? Because Jews are the ones that killed Jesus. If you've read the Bible and know anything about theology, it's not really not really but just the Jews. The thing, it's kind of like, everybody that I've that, been right. I've been seeing sin, this post, but yeah, I've been seeing a post on the internet lately of uh, they're like, yeah, you don't really le- want to like be a Christian because you know uh, the religious people are a little over the top, crazy. Uh, the words hypocrisy sometimes come to mind. Sometimes uh, liars I, I hear that word. Yeah, sometimes come to mind, and they're like, but what you got to remember is you just don't like religious people, and it turns out. Jesus may have had a problem with some religious people too. It it turns out, <laughs> you know, they weren't actually good to Jesus mm-hmm. in, in the church. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. um, also, I seem to remember something about a temple and tables flipping over, like all the Pez dispenser. They had like little Jesus bobbleheads or whatever, and they were mm-hmm. flying everywhere. <laughs> like it, it was a, a rough time. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of this stuff, though. I mean, there's a, really there's a lot of anti-Semitic shit that I hear. There's a lot of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. A lot of like weird shit justification for it, and sort of believe it or not, Jesus was actually a Jew. He was Jewish. Did you know that? Kevin, Kevin he was actually can't Jewish. make up stories. He was a white guy. Yeah, I know, I know. You hear the white guy shit, and a lot of people say. You know, and here's another one that um, that a, a couple of people talk about Jesus was was black. So in Revelations, they talk about how Jesus's hair was white like wool. And they say, well, if it was like wool, it was curly like a black person's hair. Smart. He said that it was tracks. white like wool. So it's not really. No, he was given a color comparison. Yeah. And, and nobody described what Jesus looked like. And the idea that we have no idea what people in Israel looked like at that time is ridiculous. No idea. It, there's there's multiple paintings of of people that lived in that area at that time and Jesus probably did not have blonde hair and blue eyes what? probably had had what? olive skin black curly hair a beard Kevin are you trying yeah. to disrupt my whole paradigm <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Jesus was not a white European thing. dude as people keep saying they're like well you know if you Google it, Jesus's language is Aramaic or whatever it is at the, mm-hmm. and that tracks, you know, like, yep. like that's the thing, like the Bible, 
and, and that's the whole like Bible history thing. You know, it, it, it's written in, in uh, Hebrew for the old Testament and typically most of it, again, it's all put together. You have different books, different times all put together and you have a bunch of like priests and whatever that get together and decide, mm. oh, this is what we're going to put. And this is the official. And right. I just feel like knowing how politics work, ah, what got in there, what didn't, you know, you have these missing books and all these things. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of things. I believe it is very possible that God spoke and said things and people wrote it down. And it's possible that those aren't in the Bible. Like there are other things. There are other books, right. You know, there's like, a uh, Judas actually wrote a book. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, books that aren't in the Enoch Bible that were maybe these, or maybe not. Know, yeah, written. You know, um, was it Macedonians? Uh, those are books that you know how there's like a big gap between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. There's like there's like 500 years missing in there. You yeah. know. There are actually books that people wrote, but they said right. in the books Build that the this is not like divinely inspired. So they didn't include it in the Bible. And there's that's also, reasonable. yeah, there's also stuff. So Judas, uh, the gospel according to Judas. So yes. according to this, Judas, uh, Judas Iscariot, also known as Judas the Zealot, and we'll come back to that, wrote a, wrote a book, maybe was it's dated to about the same time as the other gospels where he said that G this was a plan that he and Jesus had worked up where he was going to like betray him on purpose. And you know, that would fulfill the destiny and shit. The Catholic church said, if that's real, then Judas is a liar. Ain't true. So mm -hmm. there you go. Weird stuff. Now, a lot of people talk about well, whatever uh, I, I call somebody a liar. I'm like you, Judas. Yeah. So you're seeing Judas it tracking yep. here, right? Yeah. So uh, once Judas you go down that road, to, it tracks. Yeah. Judas was referred to uh, as a zealot, right? And what is a zealot? I mean, we still use that word today. It's, uh, you know, somebody that's uh, politically or re religiously fanatical, right? Uh -huh. Somebody zealous about something. Uh, at that time, zealots, though, were people that were uh, Jews that were supporting overthrowing roman occupation and he thought like jesus was going to be like a big general lead the armies and he's the messiah he's going to throw the 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 romans out when it turned out that that's not what jesus's game plan was um that's when he betrayed him because he realized he didn't think he was the real messiah the real messiah was going to come and and kill all the romans and like shoot right. laser beams out of his eyes and shit yeah. Yeah. I guess they didn't have laser beams. It would have been lightning at that time. Shoot lightning out of his out of his eyes and and kill everybody. When it turned out that wasn't his thing, that's when Judas betrayed him. And a lot of people miss that little part of the Bible. I mean, it's he had a reason to betray him in his own mind. In his own mind, right? In his own mind, that was you know full of bullshit. That yeah, but Kevin, whatever. Kevin, but is Satan not the father of lies? Did he not? Huh? See, see what he did yeah. there. Yep. Yeah, that's how it. It just takes a seed and then it grows yep. into something terrible and and horrible. You know, it's funny. I was doing the research at the beginning of this. I don't want to, you know, deviate too much here. But so in my mind, it was always Isaac's two kids that were the whole Muslim and the uh, 
Jewish. and uh and Jewish uh religions. And it's not like I said, it's Abraham's kids with the two wives is, is really mm-hmm. where it all comes from. But uh in Genesis 25, 22, they talk about Isaac and he's married to Rebecca, who also couldn't conceive for a long time, you know, just like Abraham kind of thing, which you kind of wonder if it was really the woman who, you know, if there's like a but we won't get into that, right? It was always the woman that couldn't it's do it. It's the woman's fault. And I've been saying that for, right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is word for word. And I, th- I think this is where it came from in my mind. So remember, this is not Ishmael and Isaac. This mm-hmm. is Isaac's two children. And that's, uh, we'll, we'll get into it. It's Esau and Jacob. But anyway, mm-hmm. go on. So just don't like, misquote history because you remember what i'm saying now but check this out it's pretty crazy but the children struggled together in her in her and she said if all is well why am i like this so she went to inquire of the lord and the lord said to her two nations are in your womb two people shall be separated from your body one people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. And I was like, in my mind, that was the whole, you know, Muslim right. and, and Jewish, right. you know, it, and, but how crazy is that? And, and they do grow up to be like warring factions and the whole thing. But how crazy is that, that you're fighting in the womb? I mean, that's right. a hatred right that's the- the last. <laughs> you know what? I was like, that's it. That's, you know, how mm-hmm. are they not going to be at war for forever when, right. you know, I mean, that's, I don't know. I just thought that was crazy reading that. I'm like, yeah. And that did not, I, like I said, it was in the back of my mind and just, I was like, that's, that's how it all started, you know? But I, I, after I read it again and I'm like, yeah. And then I started doing more research and they're like, no, it's Ishmael and, and Isaac. And yeah, I was like, that. oh yeah, I'm an yeah. idiot. And, Whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I found that fascinating. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Now, historically, yeah. not speaking religiously, not oh. regarding the Bible, Abraham is an important figure because it brings, it brings out the idea of monotheism. Uh, before that, there are a bunch of gods. You know what I mean? Before right. that, everybody believed in a bunch of gods and specifically like a god of an area. Yeah. Like you're, you might have one god in your area, but then you go to another spot He's not in charge over there. It's a different, different God. And uh, monotheism kind of started with, uh, with Abraham. And, and the earliest uh, version of that was Zoroastrianism, which is still exists. There's like 120 of them. Tell There's me not, that. not a whole lot of those, these but guys. After this episode, there might be 121. Right, right. There you go. All right. So if you want to want to get into it and look in look up Zoroastrianism, it's interesting. It's kind of kind of weird, but it's similar to uh, to to Judaism and and Islam and Christianity. Uh, the weird it's thing is that religion practically anyway. is that yeah is that Christians have have basically you know three gods right the Trinity they're all one God, but there's Jesus God and the Holy Spirit right. And it's, they all kind of work together. They're all the same thing. They're not really the same thing. They're all different, but they're all like different whatever. parts of the same whole. But it's important. It's important that you always remember to be a Christian that there's, it's only one. You got to be a monotheistic. You can't have multiple, multiple gods, you know? 
Oh, oh, there is no other God. But me. yeah, if you don't believe in the Trinity, though, then that's a cult. That's what a cult is. Uh huh. So, uh huh. I see what you did there. Yeah, Kevin. I feel like I'm concerned. I'm confused. I need to find a good pastor. I need to go have some talking. Um, if you can explain the Trinity and and put it in the comments, that would be great. For you guys, for Kevin. Yeah, no, nobody understands that. Nobody, I, do. I, yeah. I don't know. The Holy Again, Spirit is an expression of God's love. It, it God took is, all I had to put yeah. together an episode just to kind of give We're you a gonna... timeline on the whole Jewish-Palestinian uh, history. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. I'm just saying. it's Yeah. All right. So now that we have uh, Muslims, Christians, and Jews pissed off at, at us. Okay. Yeah. Because I know I we're wrong. We can... Somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We said all sorts of horrible shit, and we're both getting canceled to, uh, tomorrow when this comes out. Luckily, um, we have no good. subscribers on YouTube because you guys are not hitting the button. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have to worry about the powers that be at YouTube, you yeah. know, finding out what we said. Cause, yeah, nobody's actually going to watch this or there's, listen there's, to this or any of that. You shit. know, the bunch of you here. Now, but that, that's always what I wonder. You know, I'm like, well, how do they, whenever, I, I post like I'll we'll record an episode like this and I'll post it to Facebook and they'll be like, um, you posted offensive material. And I'm like, how do you even know? Like I just recorded it and it's not like a written out track. And they're like, it was, it was horrible. Whatever you said, you're going to hell and you're wrong. Right. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm actually looking at you and me on this, on this video feed. And I think we both look like xenophobic Islamophobic, well, homophobic, a little darker anti-Semitic. Than mine. I think that you could, you know, it could be yeah. the lighting. I might be able to click a button and change and my skin tone, dark. get a little bit out more olive. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we both look like so, super racist assholes, but that's whatever. the one. That's where mm-hmm. we'll go. All right. Anyway, so you guys are wondering, what do I get for Christmas? What do I do? Take care of that somebody I care about. Um, prepping badass at gmail.com. Uh, click on gear up top and see if you can't find out, uh, you know, any cool things that you might need. You know, the wife might really get annoyed every time she hears the podcast. So how much better could you make her morning if she had a survival and basic badass podcast mug? I'm just saying, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, cause then, or maybe you just need one so you can drink it and she'll be like such an asshole. You, you know, should get one with a picture with me like this. Yeah, side, and that Kevin, really... we're going to put that mug together, all right? We're going to make that happen all for right. you guys. The Kevin will be the backside of the mug, and maybe we just need you on the back of a t-shirt where it's mm. like Survival Basic Badass Podcast on the front, and you with the And happy then me in the back? the back? I'm all about it. I think that tracks. We'll see if we can't put that together. Um. Anyway... Uh, questions, concerns, thoughts, comments, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. I appreciate all the comments, uh, you know, and, and feedback you can uh, leave us because it only helps grow the channel. Uh, also, we appreciate you sharing it, telling your friends about it, and uh, see if you can't spread the love a little bit because, you know, obviously it's great stuff. So we appreciate you sticking around. All right. Thanks. Talk to you guys next week.
A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.